Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The program is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this edition of Cancer and You with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer based in London, UK, and I have been diagnosed and treated for breast cancer twice. Today's show is all about cancer diagnosis, what it makes us feel like, how we can cope, if you're family or friend, or even if you're a medical professional, I'm trying to look at it from a number of different angles. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome to this global community of Cancer and You. If you are a repeat listener and you've come back for more, great. It's good to have you all here today. I don't know about you. I don't know whether you yourself have experienced a cancer diagnosis. Indeed, you may have been given a diagnosis of a different life-changing or life-shortening illness. You may be a relative or a friend or a colleague of somebody who has been given a diagnosis or you may be a medical professional who does the giving of a diagnosis. It impacts us all and there is no right or wrong way of feeling about it and there is no right or wrong way of coping with it. We all have to figure out what is best for us. And when we get such a piece of difficult and devastating news, it is often difficult to work out what is the best. Receiving a cancer diagnosis can happen in so many ways. You may have an inkling, you may have noticed something is wrong for quite a while. There might have been many different tests The nature of the tests may have made you suspect that it could be cancer. You might have noticed nothing is wrong and there might have been a routine test or something else has happened and cancer has been picked up. You might have been prepared for it or not. You might have hoped it wouldn't be cancer. You might have thought it is cancer and even before receiving the diagnosis you might have started thinking about what it would be like. If we receive such a piece of news I don't think we will ever forget the moment when it happened. I remember with my first diagnosis I had quite a good idea that chances are this is cancer. I had found a lump in my right breast and various tests were done, which led me to believe this is probably not going to go away the way I would hope. That day I cycled to the local hospital by myself, and I remember walking into the room, holding my bicycle helmet, and 
A lady who later turned out to be a Macmillan nurse asked me whether I had come by bike and whether I had come by myself. She looked quite surprised. The surgeon asked me what I thought it would be. I thought this was quite a strange question to ask me. So I told him, well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for you to tell me what you know it is. And he said, it is cancer. I remember remaining quiet and calm. And then he proceeded to ask me to lie down on the couch. He wanted to uh, check out the side of the tumour again. And when he did that, the silent tears started rolling down my face. It started to sink in. I still went on autopilot and remained quite practical about it. But when I left the room and proceeded to sit down somewhere, get a cup of tea and to text some people who were out of the country and phone some people, when I said the word it is cancer for the first time to somebody, my voice broke. You may have had a very similar experience or a very different experience. And listening to me talking about it again might bring up difficult feelings for you right now. Indeed, you may be the one that has accompanied somebody who received such a difficult news, or you are the one whose job it is to share such difficult news. So when you listen to the show today, please do take care of yourself. Do take it easy. Programs like this, topics like this, can bring up some difficult memories. But you know what? Sometimes this is quite helpful to think about it, to revisit it. We might be worried and frightened of the pain, but in my experience as a therapist and as a person who's gone through this twice now, I know that sometimes thinking about it can also help processing such difficult experience and we might end up feeling a lot lighter and a lot clearer about what has happened in our life. What happens next after we have received the diagnosis? How do we cope? I think it varies. Sometimes we might fall into our patterns. If you are an organiser, you might go away and organise everything, take care of everything and everyone. You might think of all the practical things that need to be sorted out. If you're a warrior, you might worry a lot more than you organise and put things into place. You might find it difficult to cope with the news. You might perhaps have a little breakdown, get very depressed, very anxious. You might feel too numb to do or say anything. You might not even talk about it. For a while, you might withdraw. Perhaps you tend to deny difficult news, perhaps until you're ready to face it, or perhaps for as long as you can, until you can deny no more. You might surprise yourself, you might respond to such a crisis, because that's what it is, in a way that surprises you 
or perhaps in a way that surprises others. You might be told there and then what treatment needs to be undertaken and you might already be given the time frame. There might not be a lot of time to prepare or there might be sufficient time to prepare, to tell who needs to know, to make arrangements for work, to make arrangements for benefit, to make the type of arrangements that ensure that your home life and your finances keep ticking over. That's not easy. That's extremely hard, especially if you don't have a financial safety net to support you during this time. Then again, the news might be so difficult that you may be told your cancer perhaps can no longer be treated. It might be a terminal cancer already. You might have very little time left to live. And how are you supposed to respond to that? It is a shock and I tend to use the word traumatic. It is a traumatic experience. Indeed, we do talk a lot about cancer being a traumatic experience and people who have gone through a diagnosis, treatment, who live with or beyond cancer, they may experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. We know about this very often from the context of war. Soldiers returning home may suffer from signs of PTSD. It's a combination of severe distress, depression, anxiety, sleeping disorder, finding it very difficult to function, finding it very difficult to relate to others. So it is important that we understand the emotional and mental impact a cancer diagnosis can have. And the way we feel about it can also have a delayed response. It is not unusual to feel the response well after treatment is finished, years after. I must say, when I shared with you earlier on my own experience of my first diagnosis, I did feel a little twinge. It is there, and I know it is there, and I always have to take care when I go back to that place. You may have had a diagnosis not once, not twice, but several times. And you may be somebody who has experienced a diagnosis with a relative or friend once, twice, many times. As I said, it can leave us numb, it can leave us helpless. It's almost like it wipes away the life that we've had before and the life that we thought we would have in the future. It's like pulling the rug away from under our feet falling into this deep black hole, you name it. We are out there without an anchor, with no land in sight. And then it can also feel like we hand our life over to people who we don't know and who we might not trust, to a system and procedures that we don't understand. And you might have those moments, usually during the night when we have dreams or when we wake up, where we think this has all been 
a dream. It can't be true. This is a nightmare. I'm going to wake up from it now. It's all okay. It's difficult to believe. We are filled with disbelief. We are also filled eventually with grief. Grief for what is happening. Grief for what we are losing. We may lose body parts. We may lose a lot of aspects of our health. Even where cancer treatment is successful, we no longer are who we were before. And eventually, people feel it is like losing part of themselves, part of their identity. They don't know themselves anymore. There might be mood swings. There might be a change in the way which others perceive us. Our standing and status in society may change. A lot is going on when we receive a cancer diagnosis. Three words. It is cancer. In this program, I'm trying to talk about something of the basics. There are so many variations of receiving a cancer diagnosis and variations in the diagnosis itself. How do you respond when you go along with somebody and perhaps you are not prepared to hear this news and when you hear it, it will impact you too. And because you do accompany somebody, you feel that you also need to support them and who is there to support you. It's very difficult when you might feel that you are less deserving than the other person who has been given the diagnosis. If you are a medical professional or you work in the cancer support field, then you too will be impacted by what you might be exposed to on a regular or daily basis. Seeing and feeling the responses of others can be hard on you. I know it through the work that I do, supporting people with the emotional and mental impact of cancer throughout all the different stages of the cancer experience, it is not easy. And we do need to take care. We do need to make sure that we store enough emotional and mental resources ourselves. And you too may need some support. You may get professional supervision. You might opt to find somebody to talk to in confidence about the way you feel. If this is a second diagnosis or a third, it might be that the same cancer has returned, it might be a different type of cancer altogether, then that is extra hard. When I received mine, I wasn't sure the cancer had returned. Indeed, I had been told it is so unlikely I wouldn't need an appointment to get in and get the results of the test. I would get a phone call. Everything would be okay. And of course it wasn't. I received the news on the phone and it knocked me for six. I had not expected it, but in some ways I had always been prepared for it. But being prepared for it doesn't mean I thought it would happen. It is extra hard because we already know 
about some of the things that might lie ahead, but we don't necessarily go through the same treatment that we may have had previously. In my case, it wasn't so. Yet, I knew there are certain things I never ever want to go through in my life, and what would I do if I'm told I have to? I also briefly want to talk about what it is like to feel cancer in our bodies or to know we have it in our bodies. Indeed, we might not be able to feel it. It might be in an area where we can't feel the tumour. It might be in our blood. It might be in our brain. It might be in areas where it cannot be cut out. It might be in areas where we do not experience an amputation and where we can't point to and show it to other people. It is difficult to know we've got something like that in our bodies. People liken it to a time bomb ticking away. Some people say take it out, get rid of it and sometimes we can't. It's so hard to have something deadly or potentially deadly in our bodies while trying to feel good about our bodies and retaining some trust in our bodies. Whatever you do, I would advise you, try not to end up in war with your body. Try not to disown your body. Try not to be frightened of your body. Your body remains a support system to you. Your body needs to remain to function and it continues to function in so many ways. Indeed, it will try and do something about the cancer, but it might not be able to do it on its own. You need to remain the friend of your body. If you don't, this will cause immense stress emotionally, mentally, and it's the last thing you need. And I'm sure it will also have physical repercussions. I'm not medically trained to go into this here, but I think it will. It would have an impact on our body in so many ways if we live in war with it. In today's programme, Cancer and You, I've talked a bit about the experience of receiving a cancer diagnosis. I've also said, do take care. Listening to this today may bring back some of your memories. It may bring back some difficult feelings. Indeed, you may be going through it right now or you may be waiting for the results. Do take care. Make sure you have a support system in place. People you know or people you don't know. Try and do some research. But whatever you do, do it your way. And you know what? You are also allowed to change your mind. If you don't fancy doing anything right now, wait until you feel up to it. I hope you have enjoyed today's program, that you can take something of use with you. You can always contact me via karensieger.com if you have any questions or if you would like to share something on this show in the future. If you are creative despite cancer, you might be writing or drawing, painting, knitting, cooking, you name it, then I'm happy to feature you and what you do and also if you are selling products. Find out more details from my website 
the section is called Creative Despite Cancer. All the information is there. Wherever you are, take good care. I hope you can join me here again for more Cancer and You. Keep well. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website karenseeger.com. That is K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R. We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.